As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to a Tech Meme Ride Home bonus episode. I'm Brian McCullough. Believe me, at least on New York and New York-based media Twitter, the big news of this week was layoffs. The layoffs at the company formerly known as Oath and the proposed layoffs at BuzzFeed. As I said on Thursday's episode, there's two tracks to the story, one being Tim Armstrong's apparently abortive attempt to cobble together a media empire to compete for ad dollars with Google and Facebook, and the whole phenomenon of digital media startups who took gobs of venture capital money to attempt to do news and media at scale, only to have that scale seemingly be ephemeral and the VC well now running dry. Well, I actually recorded this interview back in December, but someone who has been very vocal about all of this all along has been Rafat Ali, currently the founder and CEO of digital media company Skift. But also, if you weren't aware, a true digital media pioneer going back to his founding of paid content, one of the first blogs to go pro, as it were. I did a great episode with Rafat on the Internet History Podcast, which I encourage you to look up. So I knew that Rafat could talk about this stuff, would have a lot to say about this stuff, would have a pretty unique perspective on the state of the digital media landscape in 2019, TLDR. It's not good. Dire might even be the word. And, well, given this week's news, and since, as I said on Thursday, this has been a major ongoing story that I feel like I've criminally undercovered, I thought, let's let the great Rafat Ali tell you what the state of digital media is right now. One quick note of context. We reference in the conversation Jonah Peretti's trial balloon that he floated a few months back saying digital media companies should combine forces either in a mass merger or as some sort of collective bargaining block in order to get better ad rates. Well, on Friday, as the laid off BuzzFeed reporters were tweeting their sad news, Peter Kafka was reporting that BuzzFeed was in talks to merge with another digital media player, Group 9. But first, let me tell you about this episode's sponsor, Capterra. Do you remember 1999? I do. The dot-com bubble. Wrote a whole book about it. We're officially 20 years further on from 1999. So if you're no longer partying like it's 1999, why does the software you use every day at work feel like it's not quite ready for Y2K? Start this year off on the right foot and find software that's a little more up-to-date on Capterra.com. Captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Visit capterra.com slash ride for free today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. capterra.com slash ride. 
Captera, that's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash R-I-D-E. Thanks to Captera. And now, the state of digital media in 2019 with Rafat Ali. Rafat Ali, thanks for coming on the Tech Meme Ride Home. Thanks for inviting me again. All right. You've been tweeting a lot about the state of digital media, so I, I wanted to get you on to... Unfortunately. To, yeah, exactly. We've talked about that before when you were on the Internet History Podcast, but um, let's just start with with a little bit of context. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the current spate of all of these huge VC-funded online media outlets, did that really begin with BuzzFeed and Vice? Was that sort of like that the first wave of this? Uh, certainly the first wave of this crop of digital media companies, but as you know from being a history buff yourself, um, history always repeats itself. The, the whole world is about cycles. And if you go all the way back from Web 1.0 days on a lot of the companies that were funded, that including digital media, online media companies, names like Salon and Slate and others, many of which still exist, many of them don't. A lot of them were throwing money at companies like AOL and others. I'm sure you mm-hmm. remember. I mean, this was probably this was probably part of the podcast and the book that you wrote. Right. Um, but but so, so you said that this is so the, currently this one the the new crop. It, was the new it, was it that this new crop uh, grew up in the age of social, and so that's why they thought, well, it, it's different this time around that these guys have cracked the social nut. Correct. I think that uh, certainly the valuations are definitely went out of control. The whole concept of distributed media company, which in many ways certainly BuzzFeed was at the vanguard of, because uh, uh, you know everybody thought they they cracked virality, right? That's mm-hmm. what the whole thing was. Um, and virality essentially has happened through social media these days, and whether you know old school YouTube to Facebook and Instagram and all the other stuff that obviously came along after. And so, yeah, I would say that that social media now is not people don't call it social media now it's called platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, a distributed platform media company um, is what uh, what BuzzFeed thought it was, and it you know I guess in many ways it still is. But what that also did is some of the large companies like Hearst and others started calling themselves distributed media companies, which is hilarious uh, to hear that along the way. Well, because what, everybody wanted to write that mojo. Yeah, and and even the VCs, because I'm I'm curious about this this side of the equation. All the money that flowed into, uh, you know, BuzzFeed, Vox, Bustle, Refinery Twenty Nine, Business Insider. You forget, yeah, but even though, yeah, I mean, certainly they got a good, good, very good timing and return on that. So what I'm curious about, like, why did why did the investors, why did the VCs think things change? Because Okay, so social media is a new way um, to to go viral, and th- but the 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 underlying economics of the ad supported business didn't change, the CPMs didn't change. So why all of a sudden, for maybe a period of four or five years, were so many people willing to throw so much money at at? Well, I think platform? that people did think that the the audiences were infinite because of the numbers that they were seeing on Facebook, which, by the way, itself, as you know, over the last two years has has come out at least three to five times about how wrong their methodology in terms of how they count views and how they count traffic, et cetera, were. So they've downgraded their 
estimates on numbers that they were pushing to to um, to these sites or video views, etc. So I think everybody thought that engagement is infinite and traffic is infinite. And then if you add an ad model that may not add up to tons, but is an, but is an, but is an infinite growth mode, which is the default mode in a in a in a boom market. This is not just true in internet. This is true in every sector in the planet, um, because all all everybody does is extrapolate from where they are today versus accounting for a downturn in down the line or change of economics down the line. I think that's what um, VCs got seduced by. They also got seduced by the buyers, potential buyers of these companies in the market, because they're not just investing to grow these companies. They're looking for exits. The and that's the end game for them. So exits in terms of IPOs, exits in terms of buyers. A lot of the buyers are out of the market. I who, mean, who did they think AOL, the buyers would be? The AOLs and, and Verizon's? AOLs yeah. and Yahoo's and yeah. Verizon's. I mean, all of that is gone. Um, Comcast certainly has done its share, but it invested in these companies instead of buying them. Um, uh, Disney, which, you know, in hindsight, we should have taken that billion dollar deal whatever that rumor deal was that that um disney was gonna buy i think they came very close to buying it this is not just a rumor deal this is a fact for i think a billion dollars or something but they thought it was too low um and um yeah so i think that that the many of the buyers are of the market um in many ways i think that's um that's 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 the reality of it. And everybody's buying. They want to buy big things like AT&T is buying TV and Disney's buying TV, and so they're not buying digital media. So now we have the situation. You know, uh, Mike just laid off the majority of its staff, sold to Bustle, um, even Oath. There's the huge write down that Oath had to had mm -hmm. to take. Yeah. Um, so essentially, all of these companies took you know tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in investment money. There's not going to be any more of that down the road. We've had all the things right. like, you know, Facebook changing the algorithm. So traffic is down. So the situation now, like this is where I think you were Third smart. The question is what happened. Yeah, because you were smart. I saw your tweet where you said that, you know, if 2018 is, is bad for digital media now when the economy is good, what if the economy turns bad? So wh what do you th right. where do you think we are right now yeah. in terms I mean, of this these companies? I this is a situation where media is, is singularly screwed, for lack of a better word. Uh, in a in a in a in a boom town in not a boom, but, but in a very up market up uh, market scenario um, in 2019 which uh, and 2020 every indication says we're in the last inning of uh, an up cycle in the economy globally and indications are that it's going to get worse already indications are you know you talk to economists I'm not an expert but every every indication every media expert every economy expert is saying that so. In a, down in a downturn scenario, even more money is going to go out of the market and go to more efficient platforms like Facebook and Google, the two main beneficiaries. Unfortunately, so far, um, all the issues are on Facebook. Is in that it certainly is not hurting its its revenues, even though it's hurting its user growth from what I'm from from the public numbers. Um, Instagram is still growing like a weed, even though people, you know, when people talk about Facebook, they don't necessarily talk about Instagram or WhatsApp, but, you know, owned by the same company. Um, so, um, I, you know, I don't see um, 
I don't short of all of these companies recapping mm-hmm. and all the investors writing down their investments, which they already have done. Um, keep in mind, in many cases, the founders aren't hurting because the founders probably took a bunch of money off the table in these in these large rounds that they did. So it's the regular employees, for most part, and investors that get screwed. It's not the founders that get screwed because if you're going to raise today, if you're raising, if any company is raising north of $10 million, there's an 80% 90% chance that a couple of the million dollars will go into the founder's pocket if you are if you are a company that's in series B type scenario and 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 beyond. So guess what? The founders of BuzzFeed and Mike and others probably got enough money off the table already. This is the thing that nobody talks about, but that's just the fact of the market today. What do you which is what, what do you think yeah. of because uh, I'm thinking of like recapping and recombining. What do you think of Jonah Preddy's idea to to do yeah. some sort of merger or pooling of ad inventory or something? What do yeah. you think of that? Well, I mean, I don't think it's. I think he he said something about hey, that would give us bargaining power over Facebook and Google, which I think was more of a throwaway comment than anything else. And obviously, that's the one that got picked up and poo pooed and say, oh, they look at look at these kids that think they have any power against Facebook and Google. Um, I do think that that I actually give it more credence than others have as an idea. As an idea um, that could work. As an idea that could work, does it give returns to the existing investors? Not really, but this, but at the right rational valuation of combination, with the right management in play. I mean, there are a lot of ifs and buts. So. Well, uh, certainly there would be a lot of a lot of egos all in one room too. I mean, but, uh, well, a lot of egos will get washed out. Meaning, it won't be everybody coming along. It, it cannot be everybody coming along. Uh, so they will have to be. I'm just making this up, but Jonah runs the whole thing, for instance. And then there's, but but many of those will get washed out. Uh, it's not like, you know, tomorrow if if there's an exit for the founders of Vox, for instance, if Vox gets combined with Buzzfeed, I guarantee you, if you you give a deal to the Vox founders or executives that you'll get an exit, and you don't have to worry about this anymore. Will they? Will they not take it? They'll take it. I mean, it's uh, it, it's an exit, and uh, and and it can't be five layers of management running these companies. It'll be one layer of management running these companies. So I do think that many of them will take the deal on the table, and uh, and will run run as in like exit. Run is probably too strong a word. That's my, that's my hypothesis based on nothing. Hello. What do you what do you think of? Um, sorry. Uh, what do you think of long term the solution being subscriptions? Now again, subscriptions have been talked about for twenty five years now, right. uh, but we kind of are maybe in this moment where people now are habituated to paying subscriptions for online media of, of various forms. Um, do you think that maybe now that is everybody loves subscription revenue these days, maybe a pool <laughs> of, of, of media Apple's talking about, you know, um, that, uh, uh, what is it? Stitcher? Spotify. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, making a, a subscription for Apple news sort of thing. Do you think that that's maybe the time is finally here for subscriptions to save online media? Well, I mean, 
So I have a some I have a long view on this because I started the site called Paid Content in 2002. Uh, so I've been tracking paid content for 20 years at this point, or you know, eight, 16 years, 17 years at this point. Um, I still would bet against a Spotify of news coming along, meaning a bunch of news publications that can pay a flat rate and it gets distributed with different people. I do agree that people are more habituated to paying. I do believe that in this moment, the media, and then we're, we're talking mainstream media today, um, we're in this moment where people, there is consciousness about if you want good media to survive, you have to pay for it. You don't have to thank, let's say, Trump for that. Um, in B2B world that we exist in, obviously that has been there forever. Um, so I do think that there is a case, I think subscriptions will be a good part of media revenues going ahead. I think if, if done right, I still think that it will all come down to how, you know, is it nice to have or must have? And nice to have works in an entertainment scenario, in a sports scenario, well, in a sports scenario, maybe an entertainment scenario to some extent, but does it work in in a nice-to-have new scenario? So I think that's the key that BuzzFeed and Vox and whatever Bustle is and all these others, and uh, we'll have to figure out. New York Times is a different in a, in a different boat. It's essential. It's an institution. It's put a lot of effort into editorial. Washington Post, the same thing. Journal, the same thing, et cetera, FT. So those are those are in a different bucket than the general digital media out there today. You mentioned Skift. How's Skift doing these days? Very well. We are six years, uh, six and a half years into our journey. Uh, we're ending the year close to sixty people, growing uh, pretty fast in terms of organic growth. We did our first acquisition uh, two months ago, um, and potentially looking at a couple of more next year, but. Again, you know, we are, it's all organic growth. We are, we are cautious. We are intentional about our growth. I'm big, I'm a, increasingly becoming a bigger fan of the word intentional um, in general. So we've, uh, I think we, we, we want to be careful on 2019, 2020 because of the potential macro issues that will affect us as much as anybody else. Um, but obviously we're not overextended in any, any possible way. So um, uh, all very good. Global expansion in terms of our travel, and then expanding into dining and retail, uh, dining and wellness for us as well. So I think in many ways, the next five years, I'm very excited about in terms of how we grow uh, our larger footprint. I um, the final question. We we talked about the the idea that VCs bought into this notion that maybe every day you could reach. Uh, two billion eyeballs or whatever. Is that dream mm -hmm. of scale for online media, was that just always a pipe dream or is there some sort of scenario, someone will invent a new wheel that, that you could create sort of a platform for, for straight media, not a, not a platform like Facebook that, that could achieve the scale of billions and billions? I mean, I, I don't know. The, I, I can't say I know the answer to that question definitely, uh, you know, certainly. Um, but, you know, is that platform TV? Well, that's existed forever. Uh, is that platform Netflix? Uh, looks like it from a, you know, from a video perspective. So that 
platform in a bigger way could be a version of Netflix for all you know. Um, but on its own today as a new player in the market, um, you know, I don't see, but, you know, 20 years ago, if you asked me about Facebook, I, w I wouldn't have seen that. Obviously, Instagram, I never saw coming.